In this edition of the Buzz on Business, I visit with Yoko and Sierra Spate. Yokolanda and Sierra were OSU business students, but not at the same time, at least not at first. But they eventually graduated and went through commencement together in 2019. Their stories are ones that include adversity and finding strength in each other. Uh, Yokolanda, you prefer to go by Yoko? Yes, I right? do. Right. Uh, you started college, but then health issues forced you to take a break. Can you tell us a little bit of what happened? Yes, um, Sierra's junior year in high school, I actually began to have some pain and inflammation in my body. Um, that's it, it actually severely crippled me that I ended up having to walk with the cane for a little over two years. And so when that started happening, I actually decided that it was probably best for me to focus on my health and take a break from school. And that's because I realized that I could not give my all to it until I adjust my health first. Uh, understandable. Now, Sierra, that also affected you then as well, right? Yes. So you can tell us kind of how that altered your plans or? Well, um, when my mother was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, it took her a while to find a doctor willing to do like the knee surgeries because she was so young. And so when she found a doctor that was willing to do it and with her mobility being so restricted, she was wanting to get both knees done, which she'd have to do three months apart, six month, um, period for rehabilitation and I wanted to make sure that I was there just to help her through being there with her doing the surgeries and then also being able to take her to her therapies being able to help her with the different um, exercises and things that she had to do so that she'd be okay so knowing the extreme pain she was in that was like my first priority you know, you know, she's in her freshman year of college and, you know, first time away from home, great experience. And then her, I think, second semester, she actually took a break so that she could help me uh, with my surgery and then, of course, re rehabilitation. You were a very dutiful daughter. I don't know your mom appreciated it. Yes, now very that, much. Then, Yoko, that caused you to pause your education. You were just a few hours away? Um, I was actually 44 hours away from okay. completing my degree, yes. All right. So, but, uh, so how long of a break did you have to take? Oh, well, uh, that's, I took, you know, a break, of course, thinking is, you know, going to be a couple years, but then as you know, the, my health continued to deteriorate and then the struggle with finding a surgeon. Um, and then of course, with, you know, this diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune disease, um, that's that I kind of, you know, started, you know, questioning would I ever go back to be honest. So it was a number of years before I actually did go back. And when I did go back, I have to say, you know, partially it was Sierra, you know, cheering and rooting for me to go. She had already come back. And then she was rooting for me, you know, mom, you only have a few more hours, why don't you go ahead and complete this? And then of course I had my mother, uh, she's an OSU grad as well, who got her PhD. And so she's constantly saying, you know, if I can get my PhD at 50, you know, you can go back, you can do it. So definitely wanted to make sure that I could have something, you know, okay, I've done this. You talk about your mom got her PhD at 50, which, it's fairly unusual. Yes. Can you tell a little bit about that and how that inspired you all to continue your education? Um, yeah, so I was raised by a single mother. Um, I remember my mom getting, you know, her bachelor's and her master's, um, that's it, and, you know, being toted to class with her, uh, me and my brother, that's it, or, you know, my mom being home, staying up late because she's studying. And then she had you told me that she wanted to get her PhD from Oklahoma State and, she was you know, like, okay, I want to be a teacher. I'm going to get my PhD. I want to be a faculty. And I remember watching her go through the process of going to class and that's it. And then, you know, at 
um, doing her research and writing her dissertation and that's it and she was you know taking the time and she's like i need you to come over and you know proofread this and edit this and i remember you know there's just part of feeling like i was a part of that process with her and then to see her at 50 go and walk across that stage and to see the number of years you know that she worked so hard you know to get where she was uh, that's something that you know always stuck with me and so definitely when you know i stepped away from school and i was toiling with the idea you know in my head okay yoki are you going to do this or not you know, remembering to see, okay, my mother did it at 50. And so, you know what, Yoko, you can do it too. You can go and accomplish this as well. And so, so it was probably always just kind of the back of your mind, yes. right, nagging at you. Exactly. Of course, it sounded like other people were nagging at you. Too, <laughs> yes, so. yes. Now, you both eventually returned, right? Uh, so uh, what made you both decide to go back and finish up? For me, I took a really long break. And so even though it was something that I was always planning to come back and do, I think it was something that I kept pushing back and then thinking, okay, I've been out of school so long. Is this gonna be way harder than, I'm ex than I, it would have been if I you know, just kept going? But um, my brother is the reason I went back. I remember him telling me, he was like, if you genuinely don't wanna do it, then don't do it. But if fear is the only reason that you're not doing something, then you owe it to yourself to go ahead and explore that. And so I sat with that for a little bit and I was like, yeah, I don't want fear to be what makes my decisions for me. And so I went ahead and re-enrolled. So was it as bad as you were? It was not as bad <laughs> as I was expecting it to be. No, it wasn't. So I enjoyed it. Well, good. And for you? Yes, for me, that's it. I wanted to be able to tell, you know, show my adult children that at any age you can do something you set your mind to. And so with, of course, Sierra's encouragement and that I decided to go back as well. So what was it like? for you both to go back at the same time? It was, I think that being able to have someone that's where you're able to like cheer each other on and encourage each other when you're frustrated, um, being able to occasionally share books if there was a class that, you know, she'd already taken, saved me some money a couple of times. And then, you know, being able to study together was something that I think um, made it not only more memorable, but also more sustainable. We actually did have a couple classes, um, business law we took together, uh, finance. Uh, we didn't have the same, most of my classes were online. Um, she was in class, but we did have a few classes that were together. And so it was great to be able to go and kind of, you know, quiz each other and the late nights when you're up studying, you know, you have somebody else there, yeah. so you're not just up by yourself. So I'll say it was definitely. Yeah, a built-in study buddies. Yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. Sorry. Exactly. So what was it like taking the same class at the same time, even though, you know, one was online? I think it helped because, like, if one of us wasn't getting something, usually the other person was. So um, there'd be a lot of instances where you'd be able to, okay, can, does this make sense to you? Can you explain this in maybe a way that I can understand a little bit better? So I think that... Um, it helped us both grasp things better because I think also if you can explain something to someone else, it helps solidify it in your head exactly. whenever you're taking the test. So it was a win-win. Very true. Yes. So when did you realize you could potentially graduate and walk together? Oh, let's see. I tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my mom's office for lunch one day and she had this bright idea that we should graduate together. So she was set to graduate May 2019. Mm -hmm. I was not set to graduate until fall 2019. And I told her that's not gonna work because I have too many classes for that to work. And she's like, well, take a few more classes, you know, the coming fall semester, the spring, there's winter intercession. 
And so I basically upped my load just so that I could walk with her. And I did give her the disclaimer. I cannot promise that I will not drop some courses in the process, but I will try. But I'm glad I did because I, I did enjoy being able to walk with her and that was really special. So how, how was that experience being able to walk together? Um, it was a beautiful experience. I know uh, for me that said, you know, going and, you know, as far, you know, going up that rail before you, everybody's getting their, you know, diploma and shaking hands. I actually asked Sierra to go in front of me uh, because I actually wanted to take a moment as a parent. You're sitting in the stand and you're watching your child. And so I wanted to be able to take a moment where I could actually see her. Uh, take that moment where she made, you know, that crossing and that's and get her diploma. And so it was a beautiful experience for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I didn't think about it until you just said that. As a parent, you always like to, so that was a neat idea to have her go first. At least you had a few moments there yes, to rel exactly. relish your yeah. daughter's accomplishment. Yes. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, now, Yoko, you've worked for the College of Engineering, Architecture and Technology. I want to get all in there so you don't yell at me. Yes. Uh, for more than 15 years. Yes, that's correct. And you're correct. currently the coordinator of the college's diversity and equity and inclusion programs. I right? am, yes. Could you tell us a little bit about your job and, and why such programs are important? Yes, that's what I actually really enjoy my job. I actually have um, a diverse student population that I get to help and support from recruitment to retention to graduation. Um, it's a beautiful thing to be able to see, you know, students come in their freshman year and they're just trying to, you know, figure out life. And then at the end, to be able to see them, you know, walk across and knowing that they have a job outlined is such a, you know, rewarding experience for me. And also the fact that I get to help them find their people, you know, as far as creating that community. And so diversity, equity, inclusion is very important to me because we have students come from, you know, first generation to underrepresented and to be able to go and give them that sense of community and let them know that you belong at OSU and you belong in SEED is very important to me. That's great. Yeah, it must be very rewarding work. It uh, is. It is. So I think every college should have it, I believe. So I think it's a very good program. Now, Sierra, you also work on campus, right? In yes, I do. In the Office of Undergraduate Admissions. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit what you do? Okay, yeah. Um, I work in operations for undergraduate admissions as an evaluator. And so the team of evaluators are a part of the practical side of getting students admitted to OSU. I work um, on the transfer credit articulation team. So I primarily work with looking at transfer coursework for students and seeing how will that transfer over to OSU? Is there a direct equivalency or maybe there's not a direct equivalency? Is there a general education requirement it can meet? And so knowing how important education is and how many doors that it opens and the way that it um, creates opportunities for these students to be able to meet their goals, I enjoy being able to be a, pro like a part of the admissions process. Good. I got to ask, I mean, you guys have spent so much time together, right? All these trials and tribulations that you work. Is there ever a time you're just sick of seeing each other? <laughs> and I think, at least for me, I'm an introvert, so I prioritize spending like time alone just naturally, and my circle is usually pretty small. So, I mean, I, I enjoy doing things with my mom. We do. We spend a lot of time together, and yeah. It's, yeah, I'll say it's just normal life to me, so I enjoy the time that we do have together. Well, I think it's amazing, right? I mean, most people, I think, would be at each other's throats after <laughs> a while. So, so thank you. Obviously, you have endured those things, but come out of it close yes. is yes. really amazing. 
So I, I commend you for that. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, now, February is Black History Month. Uh, could you share a little bit, you know, the significance of the month for you and, and kind of what you hope people take away from the events of the month? Yes, uh, for me, that's a Black History Month is a time of reflection and gratitude. Uh, for me, I like to actually take time to, you know, reflect and think about those who went before me, those who are actually, you know, trailblazers and legacy builders of, you know, yesterday and today. And that's the impacts that they have made for people who look like me. Um, that's the end, you know, from being able to vote, to have a job I enjoy, to get my education. Um, I'm just very honored. And I like to time, you know, take time to reflect on, you know, that's the, you know, Africa and that's the end, you know, that's the legacies that were built, you know, before slavery and of course those that are being built afterwards. And so I'm just honored that's that I actually get to, you know, take time to reflect and I hope that other people can see that legacy builders, that said, you know, they go and they leave a legacy for all people. It's not just, you know, people of color. Um, for me, Black History Month, I try to remember that black history is still being written. And so it's a time of thanksgiving and honoring my ancestors that went before me and then also those that are still here making impact. And I think it also, it always makes, like I think of my grandfather, you know, when he was a kid, he couldn't walk, go into a diner with his family, sit down, order a meal and eat there. He would have to order at the window or go around back and there are so many things that I know he never thought he'd see in his lifetime, you know, like a black president or a black female VP. And so Black History Month for me is this reminder that no matter how ingrained societal norms are, or no matter how ingrained tradition is, change always comes. And like change is the only thing that doesn't change. <laughs> and I think that's what makes hope so powerful is that Hope fuels tenacity, and I come from a very tenacious people, and I take pride in that. Yeah, I think for me, you know, it's just that, you know, black history is American history. It is, yeah. Right? And that's one of the things over the years I've, I've, I've accumulated is, that, you know, it's, they are so intertwined. Yes. Uh, that, you know, it is nice to have a reflection on that and, and highlight it, but remember, it is a continuous process. Yes, that is so true. Right. So, well, thank you for sharing that. Now. Is it true you're also going to st you're starting a business together? We are. So tell us about that. So um, ever like for as long as I can remember, me and my mom have always enjoyed cooking together. Even when I was really little, and I'm sure all I was doing was making a mess and making things take much longer <laughs> for her. She always made space for me to be a part of that process, and even now it's something that we still do together. And so um, about a year ago, we transitioned to vegan and the process of finding creative ways to recreate the meals that we grew up on, um, soul food, homestyle comfort foods. And so we are um, going to be offering plant-based cooking courses that show people how to use plants to create those meals that give you the warm fuzzies, you know? Later this year, we're actually working on writing a cookbook. It's wow. gonna be called Soulicious. And that's it, so it's gonna combine the soulful food with vegan cuisine. And so we're really excited to be, you know, offering that and to be able to help other people incorporate more vegetables into their diet. Yeah, I could have only imagine, you know, translating comfort food into vegan must be one of the biggest challenges. It was a lot of fun and yes. a lot of creativity. 
Yeah. Yes, very, very creative. And that's something, you know, you learn and discover so many different ingredients. And then things that I've never eaten, I've probably eaten more of and more vegetables than I ever did in my life before. Wow, that, uh, it's amazing. So again, further reinforcing how you guys really get along well. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, we do. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, to actually go into business, which is probably one of the biggest tests of any relationship. Is, that is true, that so is true. So you can do that. Well, I really appreciate your time. Anything last you'd like to add or? No, that's it. We really appreciate you, you know, offering to bring us back, you know, as alums to be able to go and share about our yeah. experience. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Well, we're very proud to have you as alums and uh, you represent the college very well and we appreciate that and wish you well in your business. Thank, uh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much. Because I know you'll remain close. I know that. That's <laughs> yes. one thing. So yes, good luck. we will.